this. This is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Fantasy Brothers Podcast, Josh Johnson, Ben Watts, in the driver's seat with you, talking week four. Why, why, what's taking you so, why'd you leave that hanging in the air? So, talking, and you just kind of left it I, I there, I'm like, I, I gotta pick this up, this is, this is awkward. I'm, I'm just waiting for you to come in with the week four, and it, this is, well, whatever. This is after the debacle at the end of last episode. <laughs> What, with my danger witch? What, what was it you said? I don't know. It, it was it was very cringe. I don't, I, you know, it's one of those things where you say it and then you just kind of like get it out of your brain and forget it ever happened and move on with your I, life. I didn't forget, it was, it was but I, I hang on to stuff like that so I can embarrass people later on. Fair, fair enough. Uh, week four was uh, was very tough. For, uh, I did for not have team fun this week. this week. Neither what's, did I, except what's for crazy like one league. Is like I won most of my leagues this week. I think I won every single redraft like our matchup that I was in this week. But my Ugh, favorite, I lost all of them. <laughs> but my favorite two weeks, or my or my favorite two teams, are my like two home dynasty leagues. One of them I should win as long as Cooper Cup doesn't have like 28 points tonight, which terrifies me. And the other one I got blown out in. So like both of them were just super, super stressful weeks. I lost Javante Williams for the year in one of them. So and I don't know. It was I didn't have fun this week. It was crazy. Um, (laughs) Some of them. Some of these things, I think, kind of came out of left field, but also like the general theme of the year continued this week. So the first month of fantasy has been super bizarre. I mean, TJ Hawkinson, number one scorer on the week. Where did that come from? I mean, he's been a literal polished turd to be, for three weeks. To and be fair, like and in, amazing. in one of my leagues, I was you know going through setting my lineups, and I have Travis Kelsey and TJ Hawkinson. And there was a little voice in the back of my head that's like, you should start TJ Hawkinson this week. Everybody else is out. He'll be fine. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to start TJ Hawkinson over Travis Kelsey. I I wish I had. I mean, obviously, (laughs) you can't start TJ Hawkinson over Travis Kelsey. Obviously. No. But that that little voice in my head was right. Oh, man. Well... Week four has us tilting on a bunch of different topics. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that we're not sure if we should believe in uh, or buy into. So we'll get into a bunch of those in the episode today. But first, let's just have a moment. Let's pull up the couch. Uh, get out your pens and your pads. We're just going to have a therapy session. We're going to tilt for a minute. Uh, ben, you've got Javante Williams in a main dynasty league and a competing roster things aren't going well you're you're tilting what are you what are we doing what should you do if you had javante what should you do if if i have javante uh i don't know i i tried to get melvin gordon didn't work 
it's just it's very sad. Because in that same league, I've already lost DeAndre Swift, which is killing me. So, I don't know. It's You need to be picking up Mike Boone if you can. I'm, I'm very interested in him because Ooh. Melvin Gordon, for as much as he should be the starter, he has not looked amazing himself. So, I think it could be a fairly decent split between him and Mike Boone. Uh, other than that, I mean, I mean, look the trade for somebody, I guess. If you can go get, I don't know, if you can go find you a Tyler Algier right now, since Cordell Patterson's going to be going on the IR. Um, heck, if you can find somebody trying to sell high on maybe a Josh Jacobs after this week. I don't, I don't know, something. Yeah, Javante, that, that one... That's tough. I, I don't really have any shares of Javante anywhere. And looking through my teams, I, I don't know. I guess it just didn't work out that way this year. But I don't have him on the Dynasty rosters, even though I have tried so hard <laughs> all offseason to get him in a couple leagues. And it just glad hasn't you didn't. happened. Uh, now I dodged a bullet. I was willing to pay the two firsts plus, and it, uh, you know, that ain't going to happen anymore. So... Yeah, that, that one's tough. And it's really unfortunate because obviously he is immensely talented. And it's not just the ACL. It's the ACL plus the LCL, which is basically the J.K. Dobbins injury. So he's like, he's going to come back and probably miss even the first month of next season as well. Uh, it's not just, it's not the Chris Godwin injury where he gets hurt at the very end of the season and then just kind of like, you know, comes back and plays first couple weeks. He's going to be slow to start the season next year too. So, it's yeah, really and I feel like just because of that, it's going to be an issue with Javante going forward into next season too. Is even if they don't bring Melvin Gordon back, they're going to bring in a vet to kind of you know be there when Javante is still coming back. And even when he does come back, he's not going to be a full go. Or they're probably not giving him a full workload right away anyway, so he's still going to be splitting carries probably with another veteran. Yeah, most likely. So that one's tough. Uh, this is something I've tilted on all day, all year, let's be honest. What is the deal with Kyle Pitts? Uh, Why can't he be good? Yeah, we can cry tears over him too. I mean... You can't you can't sell Kyle Pitts because if you're selling Kyle Pitts, you are selling him for almost nothing. I mean, it is it's it's not worth it to sell him. If you can buy him for super cheap, obviously I think you do it. But I, otherwise, you are you are stuck with Kyle Pitts right now. Let's say you're like me and you've got him in a dynasty league. And let me paint the picture for those that are not aware of this dynasty roster that I have him on. Uh, it's it is not a bad team. In fact, I think in most leagues, it would be considered a competing roster. Uh, but because of the nature of this league, it's, you know, like, I don't know, fourth, fifth, maybe roster in the league. Great lineup. Here's the problem, though. I've got a certain black hole of crap sitting in my tight end spot named one Kyle Pitts. He's been killing me and submarining the lineup first month plus of the year. I mean, I can't you, keep unless their him name suck. Unless the tight end is named Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or somebody like that, like you expect 
there to be struggles with the tight end just because of the scarcity. But you can do better. You can find somebody better than three points a week. Exactly. And so, you know, I'm throwing out feelers for Dallas Goddard. I even, you know. I would go after maybe Dalton a Gerald Schultz. Everett. Yes. Um, In a redraft, trying to you find somebody, you're not trading. You can't trade Kyle Pitts straight up for those guys either because it's a no. massive loss. Like if you could trade Kyle Pitts for Dallas or uh, or for Gerald Everett, like that's that's an L for your team, I think. But at the same time, like you you can't you can't sit with him. It is time to panic on Kyle Pitts. Like it, you got to something got to give. Would you take? So in a redraft league, I guess rest of season, here's where you got to figure out like what are you really doing with him? Are you taking Pat Fryermuth or Kyle Pitts? <sighs> that one's that one's tough. Um I don't love I I think Fryermuth. Pick it. See that should it, not be tough. It shouldn't be, but <laughs> it, it should is. Be Kyle Pitts. It should be. Oh my but God. it's not. It sh- it should be Pitts. Like not even, you don't you're not even supposed to think about it. It should be Pitts. Dallas Goddard or Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Dallas Goddard. Easily. Oh my god. Easily. The crazy thing is you can't trade Kyle Pitts straight up for Dallas Goddard. You can't No, the Goddard owner won't do it. <laughs> the Goddard. No, I'm dead serious. The Pitts like, owner won't do no it. There's no way that happens. Ugh. Like What's so unfortunate is, so if you're in a redraft league especially, and when you're in Dynasty, some of this doesn't matter as much. Dynasty's a different beast. in a redraft league, it's a different animal. But in a redraft league, you're looking at it, and Kyle Pitts has sucked and still should carry a ton of value. Like, you can still probably trade him for a lot, even though he's been terrible. Uh, You know, you could probably add, like, a throw-in piece and get... Um, oh my God, what's his name? George Kittle. Like I think, I, I mean, think that you, could get done in a lot of leagues. It should be able to get done, but if I'm the Kittle owner, I'm not doing that. Ugh. If I'm the Pitts owner, like it's if, if I if I own Kyle Pitts in a redraft league and I can get George Kittle for him, I'm doing that ten out of ten times. Are you doing that in the Dynasty League? No, absolutely not. Kyle Pitts is still the Dynasty tight end one. Okay. That's <laughs> still no argument there. <sighs> what? But I, if but I it's, guess you, you're gonna have to wait another is, year. My, yeah, the I guess Marcus I'm trying Mariota to figure out like just, what needs to happen. It's gonna take a QB change in Atlanta. Like Marcus Mariota is plain and simple not gonna get it done. He had seven completions last week. So when you're looking, I'm, st- I'm at starting a, to think it's going to take a coach change. Well, that too. I have my own. My, it's a different conversation about Arthur Smith. I got, I got, I got complaints for him too. But when you're looking at a passing pie that is so small, and you've got guys like Drake London are out targeting Kyle Pitts in a minuscule passing pie anyway, like that's, it's it's not good right now. It is pain and suffering and weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's basically yeah. what it is. And you can't bench him. Like, that's the problem. Unless you get a better option. Like, one of those, maybe Goddard is the cutoff of the guys that I feel comfortable benching pits for. And that that is five guys. That's 
Goddard, that is, I don't even know if I'm doing Darren Waller. Like, Darren Waller has sucked himself, so I'm probably yeah, still well, playing. He's Pitts a different conversation, too. Like, I, I don't like him at all. No, it is Andrews, it is Kittle, it's Kelsey, and it might be Goddard, end of list of the guys that you Hawkinson. could feel okay. No. You wouldn't. <laughs> no, you're still are you playing telling Pitts. me you'd play Kyle Pitts over TJ Hawkinson right now? Yes. You're insane. Because there's so. No, there's so many and other that's, options. That's in the not even because of this week. Like even leading up to this, no. like with, I mean, Goddard's getting what seven, eight points a week. Kyle Pitts is getting you three. Oh yeah, I mean Goddard, three. I'll play him over Kyle Pitts. Hawkinson, but Hawkinson, you're insane. Uh, you are crazy. Here, here's his game log. Here's Hawkinson's game log before this week: five point eight, four point one, nine point three. And it's because he scored a touchdown. And all of those are better than Kyle Pitts. Ugh. I, I still think I would play Pitts over Hawkinson. No, there's no chance. I, I would do it and not feel great about it. Like, I feel like at this point you have to play him and you have to just pray. No, you. I, it's panic time. I'm not. I'm trying to find another tight end. Desperately. And there's, it's, it's, and I'm not. I know you're not going to be able to get one of the top guys. I'm finding somebody, a Dallas Goddard. I'm finding a Gerald Everett. And until Kyle Pitts does better, I am not playing him. If you can get one of those other guys. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Sticking with the Falcons, Cordell Patterson. He was placed on IR today. No. Um. <laughs> this is killing me in the redraft leagues because I have a lot of Cordell Patterson. I was looking at my teams, and I've got him in like three redraft leagues because nobody wanted him, and obviously he's been great. I guess now you go to Tyler Algier. The problem is in twelve team leagues, he is for the most part rostered. So good on you if you got it's him. It's the same situation. Yeah, I mean you are a lucky duck if you got him. But I don't know. I yeah, <laughs> this isn't. I mean, it's not great. Like the offense has been bad. Um, Algier probably is not fantastic, but maybe he's like a RB three. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel good there. He looked really good this week. It's because Arthur Smith said, uh, Mariota sucks so much, we're going to run the ball 14 straight times. I think it it is time to bench Marcus Mariota. At least give Ritter a chance. Like, you don't it's know what you've got in him. Arthur Smith. It's, let's go back to Dan Quinn. No, let's not do that. That was a, that's a stupid statement. <laughs> let's go, who was, who was the coach for Dan Quinn? I don't even, I don't even remember what his name was. Let's get Could that not guy. Tell you. I want him back. Yeah, that that guy. Um, all right, Dalvin Cook. He's currently the RB twenty four. You drafted him as a top five running back. The usage, the workload has been there, and yet he's terrible. What are we doing with Dalvin Cook? Uh, probably buying him. I think. Right. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I think about a week ago, I would have said, yes, you should go buy Dalvin Cook. Because, I mean, the workload's is, still there. Yeah, the workload's there, but he's not doing anything with it. He just hasn't scored. He like has if, scored if he'll once. go out there and score, he'll be fine. Here's the problem. The passing game usage is not there. His season high watermark in receiving is 19 yards. Um, he has not crossed 100 yards rushing yet. 
and he's only got one touchdown in four games. So, and and that is also not to mention the shoulder issue where there's always that lingering problem that he could just re-injure it at any given point. Um, he's just not... Let's put it this way. I think I heard that... Somebody said this earlier today to me, and I kind of think that I agree at this point. It's the Zeke Elliott problem. He just doesn't look the same anymore. He doesn't look bad to me when he's on just on film. He looks okay. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what the deal maybe is. Maybe I'm just hopeful. Maybe. I mean, he is averaging 4.4 yards a carry. So, like, it's not... It's not overall, like, you know, all of a sudden he's averaging three yards a carry and just, like, stinks. Like, it's not that. He is definitely still good on a per-touch basis overall. It's just that those big runs, like that that season two years ago when he had 1,500 yards, it was 50-yard runs, you know, every other game. Oh, yeah, it we're was not going to see that anymore. touchdowns. No, that is gone. And it looks like the passing game usage just isn't really there. No, he had five targets, six targets, and in the past two games he's had two targets total. Yeek. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate when he... I mean, he has a game with 96 rushing yards and a touchdown, and it only turns into 13.6 fantasy points in half PPR scoring. Yeah, it's... This is tough. You like uh, Miles Sanders or Dalvin Cook rest of year? Oh, my God. That's a tough question, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it shouldn't feel like it should be a tough question. Dalvin. Probably Dalvin. Probably, probably Dalvin. But like, I don't have confidence in that because Miles Sanders looks good and he's on a better offense and he's probably going to have more touchdown opportunity. Miles Sanders is the RB5 or RB8 in PPR. Dalvin Cook is the RB25 in PPR. Yeah, I, and some of this is just like RBs in general this year. This are year not sucks. it. No, it, I don't I mean, like they're it. just the big name guys are all underperforming, and Dalvin Cook is one of them. And like, what's really weird about it is it's not just an isolated thing. Like, it is a Across universal issue. You can't just pivot from Dalvin to another. Like, it's not like Dalvin. I don't know how to describe it. Dalvin has underperformed. But it's not like you can just pivot to somebody else who's been great. Like, they're all bad, and so the pivot options are also bad. And you almost have to just pivot to, like, a different position. Yeah, you just take your lick right here and move on. Yeah. So, are you... If you're buying him in redraft, what are you willing to pay for Delvin Cook? (sighs) I am not sure. <laughs> I know we just mentioned. <laughs> I don't know. Either. I know we just mentioned Miles Sanders. If maybe you can finagle that, find you a pissed off Dalvin Cook owner. Heck, see if they might. Uh, see, I don't know. I like 
I like Miles Sanders, though. He was one of my, my guys early in the offseason. I'm like, this guy's going to be better than you're drafting him as. So, Do you send James Robinson for Dalvin Cook? I think I would do that. I think I would, too. I think I would definitely do that. That seems like... James Robinson seems like the prime candidate to trade for one of these elite running backs that's stinking. Like, Jonathan Taylor... If you could send James Robinson, do it. If you could get... I don't know what you know, universe that you're going to get that trade done. If you can, great job, but ain't nobody going to give you Jonathan well, Taylor obviously for that. Not, you're not doing it one for one. I mean, you're having to add other stuff oh, yeah. into it. But if 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 he's like the main thing, uh, James Robinson feels like right now he's got a really great value that you can send him off for an elite running back. Uh, Damian Pierce probably is the same way. The problem is Damian Pierce has looked so much better than the other guys that you might just want to keep him. Yeah, I mean, he looks great. Is it time to believe in Russell Wilson again? Almost. I want to see see what you need one more time. One more time and I'm there. The problem is you're going to be too late. Yeah, that's that's true. One more time is too late. You You almost have to call your shot right now, figure out, all right, so, well, at this point, you've got the Russell Wilson owner who's basic. I mean, he is three days removed from selling him for packing peanuts. Now he's got a good performance that he's thinking, okay, maybe Russ is going to be good. you got to pounce on it now. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of like we've been saying, he's too good not to figure this out eventually. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's time. Go, go get him. Get him while... The value's still there before he really starts popping. And I think also, I don't know how this will translate, but I feel like the Javante injury just will force them to throw the ball a bit more. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I, I can't see them being so run heavy without him. You know, Mike Boone is fine, but Melvin Gordon, I mean, he's good, but he's he's just not... He's just not a bell cow running back anymore. He's old. He's fumbling the ball a lot. I guess at this point you just say, all right, we're just going to give the ball to Russ. Did you see where uh, and they asked Melvin Gordon about his fumbles in the post-game press conference and the dude asked him the question he just walked out? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. And he's like, Melvin, you, you talked last week about your fumbles and how uh, you know you focused a lot on it this week. What's it like to go out and just and it keeps happening and Melvin Gordon walked out? Oh, <laughs> I mean to give him, to be fair, I probably would have rocked out of that too. That's tough. Like, bro, how do you th- how do you think it feels? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like crap, <laughs> idiot. Oh, uh, all right. So we've got some trends that have kind of risen up over the first few weeks of the year. It's time to decide, Ben, do we believe or do we not believe? Do we believe? Call it believe it or not. That, yes, believe it or not. (laughs) Michael Pittman, he scored 4.6 half PPR fantasy points this past weekend. When Matt Ryan threw for over 300 yards, is that a trend that we are going to believe in or not? Uh, no. (laughs) Next. <laughs> I would agree. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. 
I don't know how Matt Ryan can throw for 350 yards and Michael Pittman has like 30 of them. Even even but in a happens. bad week, like you saw what happened when they didn't have Michael Pittman. Like this dude is the key to the passing offense. Either it's him going off or he's pulling coverage off so other guys can succeed. But he's he's the key to the offense right now. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I feel like that is a bit fluky. It's super unfortunate because I just traded for him in one league, and you I'm know the first hate, week hate it for you got your new shiny toy. Yeah, you tried him out, and he sucks. It's the best. It's my favorite feeling, actually. Oh well. No, he, he's Tyler Conklin. You. Uh, yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, Tyler Conklin, he's the tight end eight on the season right now. I think a lot of people were not sure what to do with him with Zach Wilson coming back, but Conklin has like seven targets or something with Zach Wilson under center. Is the success going to continue under the new QB or not? Uh, he is not one of the tight ends I would try to be looking to get if you have Kyle Pitts. Like I, <laughs> no, I don't believe in Tyler Conklin. <laughs> you're telling me you're not going to play Tyler Conklin over Kyle Pitts? That is, he is one of the ones. No, I will not be playing him over Kyle Pitts. <laughs> are you? Are you sure? Can I interest you in my Tyler Conklin? You're telling me it's not going to do anything for you. You can interest me in Tyler Conklin off waivers. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I don't like Tyler Conklin. Seems like he's a fine tight end, but. I am not willing to... It's not bad if you got him, but I ain't going out trading for him or anything. No. I will grab him off waivers. Yeah, that's fine. But that might be it. I'll pay nothing for him. But, uh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, he finally looked like what we drafted this past week. He got 20-plus half PPR points. After the whole week of everybody panicking like, oh, Christian McCaffrey, he's been hurt with a thigh injury. He's been hurt. Is Christian McCaffrey going to play? He's fine. He's okay. It would be crazy if DJ Moore could get the same receiving production, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Can we expect Christian McCaffrey to look like he did Sunday going forward? I think more or less. The Christian McCaffrey of 2019-2020 of the 30 points a week, that's gone, but the usage is still very much there. The receiving production is still very much there. He hasn't scored that much this year, which, I mean, that kind of speaks volumes to me. He's had 13, 14, 12, and 21, and he's only got two touchdowns all year. So he's been fine without the touchdowns. So if they start coming, watch out. Najee Harris is currently the RB26. And you Took drafted him in the, him first, in the first round, round. too. <laughs> Golly. Uh, the Steelers' offense looks horrific. Um, it is horrific. It, it's bad. Is Najee going to figure it out? Do you need to trade him? Do you need to keep him? What do you do with Najee Harris? If you can find yourself a sucker who's pretty running back needy, I wouldn't mind trading Najee to him and get a decent return for him. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, you took him in the first round. I doubt you really have a better option at running back. So, 
recommend keeping him. It's not that huge a deal anyway. And I am interested to see what Kenny Pickett is going to do with the offense. I feel like he's going to be – I don't know. I, I, I could see him dumping it off a lot to Najee Harris. He threw it to um, – I think he threw it to Fryermuth a few times over the middle, so he's kind of taking those safe passes. So I don't. it could be good for Najee. Yeah, I don't know. I I have one Najee share, and I don't really know what to do with him. I, you know, it's a dynasty league, and so I, on the one hand, want to hold him. It's an altogether different beast. I feel like in a redraft league where you took him early, and he has been abjectly horrible. And in a redraft league, it's not you don't have that same shiny object feeling with the young running back. It's it is one year bust, and so if if you've got a guy like Najee that is busting, you just want to get rid of him. You just want to move on from him and try something else. Um, it, the, the problem is he gets everything. I mean, he gets the whole three down workload for that team. It's just that like if there's nothing there to have, there's nothing for him to have. Yeah, I. I kind of want to just hold him if I've got him. I want to see what he does with Kenny Pickett still. Fair enough. Currently, the RB1, Ben, it's Nick Who Chubb. Who would have predicted this? Holy cow. Two. There's two questions that go along with this. One, what is Nick Chubb's floor rest of season? And two, is it going to continue? Is he the RB1? I, again, I don't know. I uh, we, <laughs> we we're answering a lot of questions on this podcast. Is this going to continue? I, I don't know. It could. It could Nobody also. Knows. It could not. No, I mean, it's it's kind of the way Nick Chubb always produces, though. He's, I feel like, one of the safer options. He always has a decent floor of. I mean, worst case scenario, he goes out there and gets 80 yards. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Nick Chubb get less than 50 yards. He's just not, it's just not possible. No. Um, but, the, I mean, the touchdowns are there right now. So that's why he's obviously the RB1. Still, the receiving workload's not there, but it's never been there. It never will be there. That's not the running back he is. So, with Brissett out there, they're relying heavily on the running game. I don't see that going anywhere anytime soon. I don't know if I can. You can expect this touchdown production to continue, continue, but he's always going to have a high touchdown upside just because of the role he has in the offense. So I don't. I'm not going to say he's going to finish as the RB one, but I don't see his production dipping a ton either. What do you think is the worst he could finish at this point? Assuming no injury, RB yeah seven, RB six, something like that. Golly, and that's it. Feels so high because like RB six is his highest finish ever. I, I mean, I feel like he's gonna he could finish there this year. I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey is one of those guys who could pass him. You, um, Jonathan Taylor can still figure things out. He could jump up there and pass him. Um, who else? Uh, Derrick Henry, I think, could still pass him. Although he and Derrick are probably kind of equal right now and since Nick Chubb's ahead I don't know we'll see but yeah that's what that's the kind of 
that's what's going to take to beat him right now. Yeah, it's it's honestly been wild. I think it just Saquon can says, pass him. I didn't think about him. Oh yeah, Saquon. I think in full PPR he actually has. I think him, Chubb's so. still the RB one in PPR. Chubb is the RB one in half PPR. Okay. In full PPR, it's Saquon. Um, yeah, it it's so emblematic of the year that we've had that Nick Chubb is the RB one and feels like the safest running back in fantasy. Yeah, and we we said this a couple years ago, and we kind of changed our mind last year, but it's back to it. Like Nick Chubb is so incredibly safe. Like yeah. you can count on him to get twenty carries a game at least. He averages five yards a carry his entire career. So, 20 carries times five yards, that's 100 yards a game. Yeah, he just, I mean. He's yeah. never, he, he may not, ha- he doesn't have the receiving ceiling unless he scores like three touchdowns like he did in week two, but he's never going to kill you. Yeah, and he's not really matchup proof because he's so dependent on the rushing yards. Uh, but in the, in another sense, like he is because the whole offense is centered around him. It's sort of the Derrick Henry thing where Derrick Henry is a bit matchup proof. You just play him every week because they the whole offense funnels through him, but he only gets his points running the ball. Yeah. So, yeah, I short answer, I think you can count on Nick Chubb rest of season. He's probably going to continue being awesome. Especially since this leads us into our takeaways from week four. My takeaway is all the RBs suck. This this was the year to go zero running back in your drafts to go wide receiver oh, yeah. heavy. Let me read you out some of these uh, standings, I guess, for elite running backs that went in the first three rounds in your startup drafts. Devin Cook, RB24. Jonathan Taylor, RB21. Najee. RB26, Swift, RB18, granted injury. Javante, RB31, also, there's the injury caveat. Uh, Joe Mixon, RB16, James Conner, RB30, Zeke, RB32, and Leonard Fournette at the RB17. All of these guys, you drafted them as top 10 running backs, and all of them are are outside the top 10. That's crazy. That's brutal. Imagine being the guy who took Jonathan Taylor at the RB1, the 101, thinking you had a locked-in, safe, you know, as good as it's going to get running back, and he's the RB21. What's crazy I is mean, um, if you listen to like some of the episodes right before the season start, we were talking about all the drafts we did, and I was always complaining because I was just unlucky because pretty much any league I was in, I was drafting from like at least the – like the highest was like the 108, 107. So I was always pissed because I always missed the running backs. And it is panning out very well for me because like I ended up with Jamar Chase every time. Or I ended up with like Travis Kelsey every time. So this is going great for me right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple leagues where I went wide receiver heavy. Like one I'm thinking of specifically, I ended up with uh, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Jerry Judy, and I think like Mike Evans or something. Um, and that team is undefeated (laughs) because I ended up getting like values at running back, like Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders, things like that. Guys who are killing it, 
while all the elite running backs are sucking and all the guys that went RB heavy are struggle busting right now. Yeah, it's it was a great year, I guess, to pick at the back half of the first round. That was yeah, you're doing really well if you did, if you did that. Yeah, about the uh, you know Christian McCaffrey, he's been fine. Zeke with his, or not Zeke uh, Eckler with his thirty point game is now back in the top ten, so he's looking all right. But the rest of these guys are very very scary. I'm not panicking on some of them. Like I think Joe Mixon is fine. He'll be fine rest of season. I know I've seen a lot of people panicking on JT. He's still getting he's still running behind an elite offensive line. He's still getting twenty plus touches a game. I'm not worried about Jonathan Taylor. He will be okay moving forward. But some of the some of the rest of the guys I am very concerned about. Yeah, I mean Najee, uh Swift to a small degree just because of Swift injuries. would be in the top ten if he hadn't got hurt. Like he was killing it before he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, like Swift, it's the the on-field thing you're fine with. It's really just, can he stay healthy? And he has kind of shown an inability to stay healthy for I still you know, a full season. stand by my preseason hot take, and I there was always the asterisk by it if he stayed healthy. But like if he had stayed healthy, Swift would be the RB1. I'm still sticking with that. He might. I'm still <laughs> sticking with Saquon Barkley would have a bone to pick with it, but yes. Swift would be up there. Uh, what has been your takeaway thus far from week four? Kind of jumping off of the DeAndre Swift thing, the Lions' offense is legit. <laughs> they are fantastic. Jared Goff, holy cow. I mean, I think he's – is he the – I know he was the QB1 this week. He's got to be a top five QB, isn't it? I should have looked this up. We know we don't prep in this league or I on think this show. he is – the QB five. He's the QB five. He has had 17, 30, 15, 37 points. Holy smokes. TJ Hawkinson. I know he's been up and down this season, but everybody was out. So it's the Amonra St. Brown effect from last year. Everybody's out. So guess what? TJ Hawkinson explodes this week. Amonra St. Brown. We were dead wrong on him. He has been phenomenal this year when he's healthy. Um, even DJ Chark has been good. Jamal Williams, even when Swift was on the field, was really good. Now that Swift is hurt, he's phenomenal. Like, And this the offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in the league, no question. They're scoring 35 points a game, and it helps when your defense sucks. So they're always <laughs> going to have to score to even stay in the game. So this is going to be one of the most fantasy... Um, what what's the word I'm looking for? Just one of Your the most fantasy friendly fantasy offenses. friendly offenses in the league this year. Yeah, they are currently the number one offense in the NFL and the 32nd defense in the NFL. Great offensive line with really good skill players and a horrible defense equals money in fantasy. Yes, it does. Uh. That wraps up our uh, week four takeaways. If you enjoy the episode, share it with a friend. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can do that on Spotify. Check us out on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. That'll do it for this week. Not for this week. 
We'll see you again this Will week. you learn how to talk? There'll be another one. I am having a seizure. I, 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 I wish. That'll do it for this one. We'll see you later this week when we're talking uh, week five. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.